0: Welcome to the Global Priority Solution broadcast, where we're gonna be demonstrating how our values-based leadership model and the roundtable methodology can solve most of your people problems. Let's join international trainers, authors and coaches, Mike Pullen and Don Yoder, as they take us on topic right now welcome everybody to the global priority solutions podcast we are so happy to be with you and when i say we i have don yoder with me you do how are you today i'm great mike
1: how are you doing
0: i'm doing great even better than now we're doing this i'm looking at you and this is great
1: yeah this is this is some fun stuff we've got a great topic today it's one that i think it's um it's really sensitive and it applies to every single person on the whole planet so i think it's a great topic
0: You know, when you first wrote this, I thought, wow, wow, we're going to do self-esteem today. And I I remember I looked at it, I thought, wow, this is this is out there. Dawn's doing it. She's like she's going for the heart, but not just the heart, but the mind. Mm -hmm. The most important opinion you have is the one you have of yourself. And the most significant things you say all day are the things you say to yourself author unknown but wow is that real what brought this on
1: you know I just have to say that quote I remember when I found it and it was one of those things that I read it and I went does that say what I think it says and then I read it again just thinking about that the most significant things that I say all day and you know sometimes Mike we get the opportunity to be in a room with people from all over the nation, from all over the world even, and you think about this opportunity to add value to people and pour things into their life, and even on those best days, when you have all these opportunities to train about values and help lead people into you know change and different ways of thinking and transformation, that still, even on that day, the most significant things I said all day were the things that I said to me. And how am I talking to myself? Am I putting a lid on my potential by how I speak to me, by the thoughts that I think, by the way that, that, the way that I behave all day long when it's my internal conversation, just me and me, you know, how am I behaving yes. during that internal? And I know, Mike, you're someone I feel like even with this value, I've learned a lot from you about this. And I think you've gone through a lot of process in your life to grow Mm -hmm. in self-esteem. You know, true, like still humility, understanding I need other people, you know, where do I end and someone else begin? What do I need? But at the same time, really understanding about taking off self-limiting beliefs and taking off those things that you say to yourself that turn you into a victim, that turn you into a less than. And I was just wondering if you would share a little bit from your experience of growth, Mike, because you have really grown through those things over many decades.
0: Well, you know, I, I didn't start with the best of environments. Uh, you know, my father was an alcoholic who was violent, and uh, a lot of things went on, and a lot of things were said that some of them took me until I was like about 40 years old to actually understand that I, that, that was going on in my mind, one particular event was when my dad was flipping out you know, very drunk and flipping out and and he was throwing me around and he he was standing over me I was lying on the ground and he said you are nobody and you'll never amount to anything and you know Don that played in my mind and I wasn't really even a totally aware of it but I played in my mind until my 40s maybe even mm. mid-40s that when I, when an opportunity came my way I would not take the step forward to embrace. I would take a step back, yep, and, that's it. and and that that would play in my mind. You're nobody now. Don't 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 don't. You know, you're you're not going to mount to do anything really good, you know. And and it's amazing. And I remember when you wrote this, it really it it touched me so much because and it started really another another uh, level, if you will. Uh, But, you know, I was going in South America and I was doing room after room after room and training people, you know, teachers, uh, workers, all kinds of sports teams. And all of a sudden I was just aware that, wow, you know, you can be in a training, but you really got to be thinking, what are people saying to themselves? Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought I've got to I've got to focus more. It was a gift, I think. That's why I ask you, like, because, you know, that's the ongoing dialogue all day, isn't it?
1: It is. You know, when you were sharing about your dad, Mike, I remember Mm -hmm. when I wrote this, one of the things that stuck out to me when I, when I found even just the quote, I mean, we're still stuck at the quote. There's so much more here, but I remember a time in high school when I was with, I was a cheerleader in high school and I was with the other cheerleaders and it was after a game and we were going to go get pizza. And, and so I was like calling my mom to let her know I was going to be home later. And we had pay phones back then, you know, so I'm at the pay phone and I go to make the call and this other girl looks at me and she goes, well, who said you were invited? And I I just remember that because then it was like this, this feeling, this spirit of rejection took over. And it was like, then for the rest of my life, I remember being at places and just not feeling like, am I really invited? You know, like mm-hmm. people are going somewhere, but am I invited? Like taking on a rejection from when I'm 16 years old for years and years and years, and that's such a little thing, it's so much smaller than, than I, what you, I, your experience yeah. with your dad, but yet I carried that. I remember it, I'm 51 years old. I remember yeah. Yeah. that moment. I remember the payphone. I remember what it smelled like outside. I mean, I remember that moment cause it was that moment when all of a sudden I felt, ooh, I shouldn't assume that I'm not rejected. I should think I'm rejected until I'm accepted. Like that's what took right? over in my brain. And and, and that was part of yeah. the
0: rhythm. Yes. it's such a whole other rhythm on how you how you uh, connect with people, how you're what you're gonna say, because you're coming from that internal conversation. You know, I've often thought, you know, in Vancouver where I live, there's a part downtown Vancouver where it is known but known it's been there I've been here for 48 years in Vancouver, and uh, that place is known. You know, there's drunks, there's drug addicts, and stuff. And sometimes you go into that part of town, and you'll see someone on the side there, and they're just no more filter. You know, the filter's gone. They're just talking to themselves. You know, they're just, just wailing away there. Just, just, and, and I often think, you know, the only difference between that person and myself is for me, it's all going internal. I'm doing the same yeah.
1: thing. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm just my mouth isn't moving. It's all just going I'm off just, in my brain. You know, yeah.
0: I'm just, it's, I thought for me, it was incredible that you, you went ahead with self esteem. I thought that was like, because, you know, we're not going to move ahead. Uh, you know, we're only going to move as far as our internal dialogue, don't mm-hmm. you think? It's so true. And, and one of the
1: things that was the biggest obstacle for me to overcome in writing self esteem is that so many of the values are written for the workplace, you know, and, and mm-hmm. talking a, boss, a CEO, a manager into understanding why self-esteem needs to be a part of their curriculum for training their people is not always an easy thing to do until they go through the value themselves. And they understand that if I've got people in this room that are putting a lid on their potential that are limiting themselves, then they're limiting my whole team. They're limiting what we all do together because they've limited what they're going to bring to the table, what they're going to bring into our environment. And if we can help them get on track with their self-esteem, we can release the gift of who they are in our environment. And that's why it's so important to do that.
0: And talk about production. Talk about production because it doesn't matter what your ideas are. uh, As soon as you express them, everyone's internal, internal conversation starts going off. You know, yes. And, uh, and and to be aware of that, I know for me, it really started impacting my training because I, I thought, wow, I've really I, I just can't just I really have to connect and make sure that people are with me uh, because they can be sitting there or, as you say, as part of your team, we're in the boardroom, we're we're planning something. We're going to take on some new uh, new division, but people's internal conversation, if you're not aware of that. Uh, and, and you've led, you've led teams in boardrooms. What, how did that, how did you start recognizing the, the you know, the, 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 internal dialogues? I mean, because it'll come out. of yeah. You see
1: people, you see them shut down. You see the, the arms crossed in front of them. You see, you know, one thing is said and it's like, you can see like one of the things in the value we talk about is how our internal conversations fluctuate. So we can come off a time where we're feeling really good about who we are and what we're bringing. And then something happens. It could be anything, a memory. It could be someone said something that reminded you of what somebody else said. It wasn't the same thing, but it was the tone or it was the whatever it is. But with that memory, that internal dialogue shifts and it goes from this is an okay day. I'm doing all right to this day is worthless. Why am I even here? I can't add anything to this, you know, that kind of a thing and recognizing that, um, even raising my awareness for helping people to feel accepted in meetings for calling up, Mm -hmm. you know, their ideas for calling forth, remembering that so many of us have dealt with rejection, have dealt with those things that happen in life that tell us, you know, you're nobody, just like you said, Mike, you're nobody and you'll never amount to nothing so many of us walk around with that conversation in our head from something either a parent from a friend who said something from a test that we failed something in life that made us feel like we weren't enough it all stems from that we're not enough and self-esteem is really how do i feel about who i am am i enough or am i not enough
0: yeah and Roy, when you think about cultures and and you think about you know because in some cultures, for uh, in Latin culture, for example, you know, if you're not a doctor, if you're not a lawyer, if, if you you know, if you're not a, a big business person, eh, you're just a, no, a nobody mm-hmm. uh, because you know work is not they don't have the same value on work. You know, uh, you know we, we value work but they're the value position. Mm-hmm. And so think about building a team in that. Now, you made a, a, a really interesting statement of this. You said we cannot have too much self-esteem. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, what were you thinking?
1: Not, yeah, I was thinking like real healthy self, self-esteem. self I'm not talking yeah. about you know bragging or this false self-esteem where we go and go, you know, I'm not talking about trash talking. I'm not talking about boxers, Mm -hmm. you know, when they come out and try to intimidate, you know, and I know that's part of the sport. I'm not coming down on the sport, but I'm just saying, that's not what I mean. But What I mean is to have, to really assess our strengths and what we really can contribute and what we can do and the value that we can add to other people. You can't Mm -hmm. have too much of that. A healthy Mm self-esteem, you can't have too much of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, again, when you get into things like this, because I thought, wow, self esteem. are we now, are we psychologists now, or, or you know, certainly you're talking about, you know, it's the CEO thinking, oh no, I can't, I can't even go down this road. How am I even going to do this? And really, it's I, I found the way you you structured this, you made it really easy for application because at one point it is listening and it's believing that every person has value mm-hmm. isn't it absolutely so we don't want to leave anybody behind
1: absolutely we all have the potential to bring something special to our environment we all yeah. have the that one thing that we bring that we can add to the table that's why teamwork is so awesome because when you sit there and you brainstorm and you have ideas one person's idea brings about another one question can be A question asked can be such a powerful thing because when you start getting views from around the table, all of a sudden a plan, an idea, a solution can start to form and just recognizing that everyone has value. Everyone brings something. And if you can just take a minute and help them unlock that, um, not only will you help your whole team, but you're helping that person. You're building their confidence for the future helping them Mm -hmm. have confidence in their opinions, in their decisions, and that just the fact that they can add something positive. So I think it's super important.
0: It's not so much therapy we're talking about, but we're talking about when you begin to have, just to have that mindset as a leader, Mm -hmm. to really, really look for the value in your people, for what they bring that is valuable. I know that on our team, we have Bernie Torrance. He is the master at having everyone, feels so valuable.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And
0: it's not that he's uh, he's trying to, you know, he's not analyzing anyone. He's just out honoring the value in each person. And by speaking that, I believe, I know for me, from the moment I met him, he was my greatest encourager, mm-hmm. always has been. Uh, but so it's not so much that we say, well, we're going to have to analyze it? but we can be aware and then begin to, really call out the value. Is that how you see it?
1: That's exactly how I see it. When you were talking about Bernie, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like so many times in life, Bernie has received a better dawn than I thought there was, you know, just because he believes that that I'm there. Like he believes that that person is in there. And so when he yeah. says those things, he gives me something to live up to and and that just is such a powerful thing and then those are the people you want to be around so if you're someone and you're leading people or even if you're just part of the team but you're calling up those things and other people you bring favor to yourself because people want to be around someone that elevates them to the next level that's what we all want we all want to go to the next level and so if you can let go of your insecurities if you have belief in yourself if you have good healthy self-esteem this releases you to call out the greatness another because now we're not comparing we're not competing I mean that comparison that is a dangerous game that everyone loses you never win even if you came out on top you didn't win because what does that mean someone else had to be at the bottom exactly. you never exactly. win that game and it's a yeah. dangerous yeah. place to be and when our self-esteem is low man we start comparing with everybody and and people sense that about us they sense that competition they sense that and that's not how we gain favor. That's not how we get the best out of people. And so that's why it's so important to come to terms with those things within ourselves. So one, that we our life can be the most that it can be, but also so that we can call up the most out of other people. So much opportunity comes
0: from that. And it's, uh, you know, leaders leaders do that. They create environments, don't they? That mm-hmm. leadership is influence, as uh, our friend John Maxwell is, is, is so properly taught us is so true but to create to have influence you have to create atmospheres and uh understanding this you're going to the benefits that are going to start coming for the, for the people on your team and and in your uh, the environment you're going to create let's talk about what, what's what's the biggest benefit that you see that starts to happen
1: well one of the benefits that i think is really important is just you start to develop a more healthy relationship with other people by having better self-esteem, because you don't, you're not defensive. You know, if I have good self-esteem, then I'm not set off by everything somebody says. I'm not thinking, oh, they must've meant this, you know, taking everything the wrong way. So you know, that defensiveness, that pettiness, that stuff goes away. You're able to set healthy boundaries and work through the difficulties in life. Um, And so I think that's so important. Our relationships get better. When we know ourselves, when we know our strengths, and when we're not sitting there putting ourselves down all the time, and one thing I found with me, Mike, and this is this is a Dawn thing for sure, and I don't know if anybody relates to this, but the harder I am on me, the harder I am on everybody else. The, mm-hmm. I think the more perfectionist a person is, the more critical they become of themselves and other people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I've really no, had to work on that.
0: Mm-hmm. It really plays out. And you know, the thing about business or whatever organization you may be uh, wanting to move forward, uh, I find any good thing you're trying to do, uh, just get ready because resistance is coming your way. Oh, yeah. Challenges are coming your way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the big benefits of understanding this, is that it's not so much it's that we're going to be as leaders, we're going to analyze people, but we're just going to be aware and we're going to create environments and we're going to call out the best in people, understanding that everyone is in this self dialogue. Everybody, we're all there. And, uh, you know, it takes good people around you and a good atmosphere to begin to move out of there and we can create because every day, we face challenges. is that the way it is? That's business. Yes. I mean, it's business.
1: Yes. And that that thing is if we're growing, we can help lead other people to grow. But when we mm-hmm. quit growing, we're not going to grow the people around us. Like if you're leading the way, if you're modeling the things that you want to happen in your family or on your team or amongst your friends or whatever organization that you're involved in, people are looking to you. And if you aren't modeling that, then they they don't have something to follow. And so that's why I just learned like, you know, sometimes I'll see some of my best traits in my kids. And sometimes I'll see some of my worst traits in my kids. And, you know, it's because they spent time around me. And so that's why it's like fixing those internal conversation, you know, understanding that better is possible. I want to be the Mm -hmm. best me that I can be, but I do Mm -hmm. not want to sit there and, find fault with myself every time I come up to less than perfect because then what happens I discourage me and I'm teaching my kids to discourage themselves and not and, and think you, they can't become what they are destined to be as well
0: I found one of the things that you hit in this is that I thought was uh was phenomenal is that uh, you uh, you got some research from somewhere that showed that healthy self-esteem our people are are more uh they'll be they'll be more healthier in in making decisions and mm-hmm. being ambitious yeah uh and you know we need ambition today to move forward we need to come and be ready and and to move forward i thought that was phenomenal because you're creating an atmosphere uh, where people will believe in themselves yes. and that will start bringing confidence and the, the kind of atmosphere again you need to be productive isn't that yeah i mean i know that you had 300 i don't, i'm at 500 texts at one time mm-hmm. all over the all over the state of Ohio, and you have the leadership team. You have to have a, some people with some confidence to make decisions, don't you? To, absolutely. to move forward,
1: absolutely. Yeah. If when your self-esteem is suffering, your ambition lowers because you don't believe in yourself enough to try. Because you know that when you try, you risk. You're risking failure, and you're get. You know, you're you're making that calculated. You know speculation for success like i think if i do yeah. this and this and this but there's always that risk of failure and if you yeah. aren't strong enough if you don't believe in yourself enough to try then yeah. you really limit what your ambition can be you could be yeah. so much more and a lot of times yeah. when people have been labeled oh that guy's just lazy or that person has no ambition or whatever sometimes yeah. Yeah. i think to myself okay maybe or maybe they tell themselves that they're not worth anything. Maybe they don't believe in themselves enough to have that dream or have that vision or to chase after something bigger than what they have right now.
0: And you know, one of the most important things on a team is there's, there has to be feedback. There, Mm -hmm. There has to be feedback in order to learn. And so if you're working on that, so I can see why you put that in there. I mean, because if you, if you've got, got uh, easy-flowing feedback going along uh, and people are being destroyed by it, triggered into thinking, oh, setting off, you know, and down they go rather than going up. That was brilliant, I thought. Uh, what's some other characteristics that you see uh, that are really beneficial when we really get a hold of this idea and become very aware of, people, of our own and, and our team's self-esteem?
1: Well, you know, Mike, one of the things when you mentioned that about the feedback, I have to say Mm -hmm. that, you know, you get to that part about who's someone that you know, that you think is really good with self-esteem. And that's one of the Uh things that always, it seems like the people that I choose to say, this is my person. It always seems to have to do with that. There's someone who asks for feedback and takes criticism. Well, that's how kind of, because it's hard to know what's going on in someone's brain. Like, that's really hard to know. And that's what oftentimes people say. Well, how can I know if someone really has good self esteem? Because I don't know what their internal conversations sound like. But see, those things on the inside manifest on the outside. So when I meet someone who asks me for feedback and they say, hey, do you think we could, you know, what do you think we could do to make this better? And then they listen, they don't get defensive, and they don't, then I'm like, wow, this person has a pretty strong sense of self. And so that's what I, and I challenge myself then when other people give me feedback (laughs) to say, okay, now you need to have a pretty good sense of self here, Donna. You need to be able to hear. And even if they, even if they don't have the best motives or intention, if there's something positive in there that you can apply to help growth come, then just do it and forget the rest of the stuff. Quit trying to judge everyone's motive and take the good thing out of this and and do something with it. But another one is just having those realistic expectations. You know, I talked about Mm -hmm. my struggle with perfectionism, having realistic Mm -hmm. expectations for myself and for other people to not expect anyone to be perfect. Um, And to not judge myself or other people really harshly. I think that's an important characteristic to me. You know, that's the other thing I look at that I can see from the outside. Well, how harsh Mm -hmm. is this person? Because the more harsh they are with others, then I'm inclined to think that their self esteem could use a little bit of work. So that's another thing that that I can see from the outside.
0: And and, and to be successful, you have to take on that mindset. You have to understand. And I think that's probably one of the things I see when we do roundtables and we we go through these values with people is that it just turns on lights. Mm-hmm. first of all that that i'm not the only one going through this because i think we're, we become aware that everybody's got this going on right everybody's got this going on but then but then when we start to really uh, care enough for people to be aware and to 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 you know how we deliver things how we say them it yeah. creates an atmosphere where people can be authentic yes And and you know if you can't you, I mean, experience comes from making mistakes. That's how we learn. Yes. You know, that, that's, how, that's how we get better. We find out, well, okay, that didn't work or that won't work. Rather than, oh, I failed and I'm a failure. And you know what that what that internal conversation and when, is. When does that
1: even is. start, Mike? Because you think about a baby. And when a baby starts to walk, they are exactly. so excited. They get so excited, sometimes uh-huh. they fall down just because they were so excited yeah. that they walked. And they're not mm-hmm. thinking oh, I fell down. I failed as a baby. You know, yeah, they're like, oh, exactly. I'm walking. I'm doing right. this again. You know, it's like, right. why and when does that change? And, but, well, you know, the, it does.
0: It, it does. I You know, one of the things that I heard here not too long ago is that is, uh, somebody was saying, a leader was saying, you know, the first thing I have to look at when people make mistakes on my team is that I have to look at the idea that hey, I, maybe I didn't train him right, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it, it does come back to leadership, doesn't it? Yep. What are, What's the probably most important step to, to take? What's a first good step to take to start going towards healthy self-esteem?
1: I think the first most important step to take, Mike, is to be your own best friend. That's the <laughs> most important step to take. You know, if you just think about the things I say to myself and the way that I treat myself, is this how I would treat my friend? You know, Mm -hmm. would I say this to my best friend, and sometimes the things I say to myself, I probably wouldn't even say to my enemy, much less my friend, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so if Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say this to my friend, then I shouldn't be saying it to me. You need to encourage yourself instead of tearing yourself down, instead of criticizing. Build yourself up, you know, um have that positive internal conversation with yourself. I think to me, that's number one is be my own friend. Don't treat myself bad. You know, maybe you have had a friend who's treated you really bad. Don't follow in their footsteps, you know? Right, right. (laughs) Jake, be be a good friend.
0: (laughs) And I would add to that, learn from your mistakes, but then move on, Mm -hmm. move on. It's okay, it's okay to make mistakes. Just learn from them and just uh, hey, uh, don't go into that I can't do anything right kind of thing, you know. And just I can't get it. You know, no, just just learn that, Okay, that's one way you can't do it because because it's not working. So look for another way. And um, you know, uh, I'm so thankful for these times. I, I I really believe that there's 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 it's a great start for people when they hear a podcast. And we want to encourage everyone to uh, just go to, to our website globalpriority.info, dot info and and just make your way. To uh, to more information, we have we have trained specialists all over the world now, and and uh, you know this is something that's a, a great opportunity, isn't it?
1: It really is, Mike. It is. There's just and these topics to me, it amazes me that even though I work on writing them, and I've done them in roundtables so many times, it feels like every time I do it, I learn something new or it challenges me to grow in a way that I haven't grown before. Just like I did self-esteem last week with a group of people from around the world and we were on a Zoom call. And um, what the thing that really hit me was on that, on the comparison thing that just really hit me and that really hadn't hit me in that way before. And so every time there's something that's relevant to my life. And so it mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. me grateful for the people who take the time to do the round table with me because they're really um, fueling my growth through just sharing honestly and bringing some accountability. You know, it's that place where I feel like we've got some trust and they're hardest for me. And I need that. And I think we all need that. So, hey, good good to be a part of a round table. We all need some Absolutely. people in our corner.
0: Yes. So we invite you to go to our website, be part and uh, keep bringing hope to the world and keep making a difference. And what a difference this makes when we gather around and we get an alignment with these values and we begin to to internalize them. It changes our lives. Don, thank you so much. I appreciate your gift and, and all the work that you do in putting these together. And, and uh, we know that millions of people are going to be affected. They are right now. They are right now. So thank you. I'll see you on the next podcast.
1: Absolutely.